Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to a very special Royal Rumble edition of Hot Takes. I'm your last master of always is Brother Bishki. We're back in the lockdown again. We got Brother Lucas on the Zooms. Lodgecasters, welcome. And tonight we got two special zooming in guests. Brother Zach. Omicron. <laughs> and Brother Anthony is here. Zooming, zooming, zooming. Boom, boom, booming. What movie could possibly bring us all together to discuss via Zoom? It's none other than Adam McKay's Don't Look Up. And it is being currently sledgehammered at you in Netflix. They need you to watch it. Every time you open Netflix, you will get a face full of J-Law or Ariana Grande or DiCaprio. (laughs) There's a celebrity for every demographic in this movie. They're trying to cover the spread. And I heard some rumblings that there were some strong feelings about this movie. Oh, yeah. And we're not going to be wasting time on talking about the plot. But we'll, we'll give you a little schnapps. Let's give you a little schnapps. How do you get the protein as quick as possible into the bloodstream? A little schnapps. I'm going to read it fast. I'm going to read it as fast as I possibly can. Okay. From Rotten Tomatoes. Kate DiBiaschi, Jennifer Lawrence, an astronomy grad student and a professor, Dr. Randall Mindy, Leonardo DiCaprio, make an astounding discovery of a comet orbiting within the solar system. The problem, it's on a direct collision course with Earth. The other problem, no one really seems to care. Turns out warning mankind about a killer planet, I'm sorry, a planet killer the size of Mount Everest is an inconvenient fact to navigate. With the help of Dr. Oglethorpe, Rob Morgan, Kate and Randall embark on a media tour that takes them from the office of an indifferent president, Orlean Meryl Streep, and her sycophantic son and chief of staff, staff, Jason Jonah Hill, to the airwaves of the Daily Rip, an upbeat morning show hosted by Bree, Kate Blanchett, and Jack Tyler Perry. With only six months until the comet makes impact, managing the 24-hour news cycle and gaining the attention of the social media obsessed public before it's too late proves shockingly comical what will it take to get the world to look up ah. shockingly comical shockingly comical there's some editor <laughs> now hold on mm. now hold on i'm holding we're not going to be talking you through the plot any more than that mega schnapps already has yeah so if you want to understand what we're talking about just turn on netflix and it will skull fuck you into watching it just watch <laughs> it just watch the movie and then you'll know what we're going on about. The numbers Netflix released also, by all accounts, uh, indicate that everyone is watching it. Right. Bigger than Red Notice. So, what does that tell you? I've seen that too, goddammit. If you can tell by Anthony's snarky ass tone, <laughs> there are some battle lines that are drawn here. And it wouldn't take a professional listener of this <laughs> podcast to guess where these lines are drawn. It's Brother Zach and myself versus LT and Anthony. Bishki's the wild card. We don't know where he's coming from. 
<laughs> you know, come on, you know. LT, I'm, I'm tagging you in LT. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I think I know what Bishki's take on it is, but I, I'm not 100% because he's a trickster. He, he'll he's he'll a trickster. surprise, he's he'll a trickster. surprise you always. Like, how, how do we even crack into this? Where do we stand on the general vibe of this movie? It's a satire. And I will be the first to say it is not necessarily a subtle satire. No. But I feel that in this day and age, what what the fuck is subtlety going to do? Like, yeah. what, are you, what are you going to do with subtlety these days? Make a compelling feature, make a narrative that <laughs> I, actually intrigues I me. I think it's more satired. I like that. Ooh. Hashtag that. No, Ooh. no I love it. These guys. I love it. It's high concept satire in the likes of Idiocracy, Downsizing, Mainstream mm-hmm. starring Andrew Garfield. Really, <laughs> yeah, really good. Just, you know, because there's, you know, there's something to be said for subtle satire, but sometimes you just got to pound people over the head and just make it bonkers. And that's I had a note to bring up downsizing way later in this in this endeavor. <laughs> so Bishki already brought it up. Yes, already, I will. I will it. say that was for for me. It's always been the law of diminishing returns with Adam McKay, and I was never on preach, board with, with 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 his comedies post Anchorman One. Um, like the other guys, people loved. I was not laughing Terrible. in the theater. I didn't laugh once. Step Brothers, you, you guys are insane. But move on. Anyway, my point is, is I remember seeing the big short and thinking, oh, this is clever. This is kind of entertaining, but you completely forget about it and you don't ever have the desire to re-experience it or rewatch it. And then with Vice, I remember seeing that at a drive-in movie theater in Sacramento. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I was like, man, like, who is this movie for? Like, who's the audience for this besides Adam McKay and his like writing buddies? And then with this, yeah, don't look up. I just thought, oh, man, uh it just feels so heavy, heavy handed, like for satire or drama or comedy, which or whatever. can be fine. Heavy handed can be fine if it's funny. If it's funny, then I don't mind that at all. But I didn't find I'll even go further back than Brother Lucas. I was not a fan of Mr. McKay's tenure on, on SNL at all. I thought him mm-hmm. as a head writer, I thought that was honestly probably one of the worst tenures that that show has had. So I wow. haven't been on board with him at all. I don't think Anchorman is, is funny. I, I think it's the most bro-y comedy that one could uh, oh, no. find. No. I, I, I Step Brothers, I'm sorry. I saw it once. I did not get it. I, there wasn't anything to get. Other guys, goddamn, I almost walked out of the theater. I, I, I'm so I've not and been a fan. And he's got a grudge. I've not Whoa. been a fan of Mr. McKay. I didn't even get to the big yeah. short, and I love everyone in that cast, and I just mm. I didn't do it. And mm. Vice looked like a whole lot of acting. Just like looked like a whole lot of acting going on in that movie. <laughs> well, yeah, Vice. I'm not going to stand up for, but nobody, nobody's gonna, nobody's <laughs> going to support Vice here. I do want to hear Zach's hot take on this, on, on, on his first impressions and this film. Zach's chilling in the cut here. Yeah, I mean, just very simply, uh, I was laughing throughout the entire movie. Very simply. Same. It doesn't have to be Doctor Strangelove. For it to be funny, it do, it doesn't have to be you know you know like an all time satire. Um, I found it to be funny. I found it to that it 
really captured the cultural moment that we're in. I thought Mark Rylance was fucking hilarious as the Can we at least utopic, agree on that? Can we agree the, on the that? Utopic, that? That um, 100% I can agree on. That uh, Mark Anthony, Rylance turned. No, no, I mean, he was doing this character from Ready Player One, which I'm ashamed that I knew, but I saw it yesterday. <laughs> oh, so he's I doing the scene Ready no, Player I, One, so I can't comment on that, it, but that, I could just it, say it, that. Never see it. <laughs> that it's Mark an updated Rylance, patch on his Ready Player One. Yes, character. that Rylance is fair. That is fair. Is a gr- did a great job as a Silicon Valley, you know, a, a utopian who yeah. is in- Musk, Zuckerberg, z- Bezos. Yeah, total Musk. He's insulted that you'd even call him a businessman. You know, that calling him a businessman was an insult, I thought was really funny. Yeah. Um, so I thought he was great. I thought Kate Blanchett was hilarious and Tyler Perry as the, as the anchors- of that morning show, I thought, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people have said that like DiCaprio is yelling at me the whole movie. And I'm like, well, yes, yes, <laughs> that is true. I thought he was great. And I, I thought he was, he was kind of like a, a Dr. Burke's character for me after watching yeah. these stooges um, get completely turned out by the Trump administration last year, you know, people just selling their credibility to kind of stay in the room with an idiot and uh, the parade of Dr. Burks's and everyone that kind of rolled through. I thought um, they did a good job with DiCaprio kind of coming in um, with a real fire in his belly and then quickly getting completely twisted by uh, the limelight and the attention. Yeah. And, yeah, eroding his dignity and honor. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was entertaining. Um, I mean, it's not a perfect movie. It's it's over long. I thought Jennifer Lawrence's character was a little thinly sketched. I'd almost say, you know, could they not have just deepened DiCaprio's character and made sure. him the lead and not even had sure. her character? But give him the bangs. And, and and lastly, I'll say the the end of the movie was uh, pretty chilling, and then had a very funny button on it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. That's that's my my hot take. Is is it was an enjoyable uh, ride. Andy, you didn't crack a smile when Rylance tells President Streep that she's going to die by getting eaten by a Brontorock, and we don't know what that means yet. You mean at the very end? And then we and then we see her get eaten by a Brontorock. Okay, I did. A little bit, but I will say that tone right there should I'll have been the, that tone right there should have been pretty much throughout the entirety of the film. Like be really fucking silly, be real, like just go for it. Because for me, it was stuck in neutral. It couldn't decide whether or not it wanted to be preachy the entire time or it wanted to just get on its soapbox. Well, it's trying to do both. It's trying, it to, do trying to do everything. Both, but I feel like it was like at neutral in every single aspect that it tried. And for me, it just didn't work. Like I didn't mind, you know, the button at the end. But I needed a whole hell of a lot more of that throughout the film. It's doing a delicate dance because I feel like they took the kitchen sink approach because there is true passion and frustration behind everything. And they're like, we have this money from Netflix. We have this fucking cast that's stacked to the gills. We have this chance to say something to people around Christmas time that everybody's going to at least tune into a few minutes of. What are we going to do? Throw everything at it, all yes. tones, all fucking issues. And, you know, like right now, it's been said that like 
musicians aren't really stepping up to take on any sort of anthems about any of these issues like they did back in the 60s and the 70s. <laughs> and nobody's really making movies about it. Which is fine. And, so, I, and I agree. I'll agree to that point that there should be issues driven movies. It would be nice, though, if they were entertaining or funny. <laughs> sure. So funny is subjective, obviously. And you, you know, Adam McKay killed your dog back in the day. <laughs> Two of my dogs, obviously. actually. <laughs> Two of them. So that leaves us with the common denominator of should we be tearing down these attempts at getting people to look the fuck up or should we be trying to see what's good in them, you know, because it's at least something. Yeah. I mean, my take is the, it was just done with such viciousness, like in terms of, you know, the whole media culture and just the inability to communicate scientific information. And it just, was done with such, you know, like the kitchen sink approach. Like it was just throwing out the whole culture in terms of what it was trying to attack. And that was admirable for me and funny because of so many great performers in this film. I've got a very like acute allergy to preachy movies. And I, so to me, it's funny. I, I feel very disconnected from a lot of the criticism of this movie because I, I just found it so entertaining and I, I didn't feel like it was it was like preaching to the choir about something that we already get. Like to me, it was just it was just sauteing yeah. <laughs> all these <laughs> things that deserve to be roasted. Our media culture is moronic and and loud and doesn't allow for subtlety or urgency or anything. It, it's it's a soap opera. And, and the same, I mean, you know, sometimes the jokes were obvious and didn't land, but all in all, I thought like it was, it was pretty entertaining. And then you have these little moments like when T Timothy Chalamet goes to the oh, grocery store and they're preparing, <laughs> they're preparing their final meal. And um, they're like, we got to get fingerling potatoes. And he goes, yes. I fucking love fingerling potatoes. <laughs> That's a laugh, that Anthony. A, you know you laughed. Great line. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Chalamet. <laughs> I didn't. This is how you use Chalamet, ladies and gentlemen. He was fantastic. Forget Dune. I, forget, I, forget the weepy Chalamet. Chalamet is a comedian, and I laughed at almost every line he said in this movie. I <laughs> agree. Did have the opposite experience of that. <laughs> anti Chalamet over here. No, no, yeah. I, I'm not anti Chalamet at all. I just, I completely just did not have that experience, but I, yeah. I, I dig trying to like make a modern updated version of Sidney Lament or excuse me, Patty Chayefsky's network <laughs> movie. Um, but I feel like the way he uh, went about like cracking the story, I, I think, uh, to like to piggyback off what brother Anthony was mentioning earlier, like the, the way this was kind of structured, I felt like painted itself into a corner because when you start it so urgently, like from the cold open, it's like you have really nowhere to go. So I felt like with DiCaprio going on the daily rip once, okay, that's kind of funny, but then to like, have him keep going back. I right, was like, right. okay, I don't care but, if this is realistic, but this is just redundant and like kind of obnoxious or whatever. I mean, like, it's and it's not of, as funny. Like it's going back to the well, for, right? You know, but it's kind of like Fauci. Like we see Fauci exactly so much. Like Fauci. No one, no one takes him seriously anymore. Like he's just, he, he becomes, becomes a celebrity. He becomes a celebrity that you, that you, one side demonizes and the other side loves. And, and then you get like Ariana Grande, 
um, performing to try to like get people to look up. I mean, it's just impossible. And Bishki, on the Ariana Grande thing, I will say real quick, I mean, what did we just see on the Jan 6 anniversary, you know, when Nancy Pelosi is introducing Lin-Manuel Miranda to do a song <laughs> about, yeah. about a fucking coup insurrection that we are yeah. just, like, is just becoming another both sides choose your adventure uh, yeah. as to whether, I mean, it's just, not, that, that's what I'm saying. This movie deserves. If anything, it could be crazier. That's what I'm saying. Because that's it was what not, we're living in. I mean, it could the, be crazier. The culture yes. is on tilt right now. Everything, everything is, is people are like, oh, don't, don't, you know, you're, 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 uh, if you say you're, you're, you're going over the top about something like uh, you're, you're overreacting if you care about anything. And so it, to me is very believable when everyone's like, don't look up. Cause that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a recontextualization of things that we all saw with our own eyes. And then we see people with political motives say, oh, but what's really going on is they're tourists. They didn't, they weren't trying to stop the political process. Right. They're, they're just, they're just upset. Um, and you just see how these lies get rinsed in the media, and the media is trying to present everything as one side says this, the other side says that. We can't say for sure. Why don't you tell us? And right yeah. after the commercial break. And on the on the preachiness front, it's like, yeah, we all want satire to be cool and too cool for school, but that's not going to work on those that are just marinating in Fox News that switch over to Netflix to see what, what Leo DiCaprio's going on about. You got to like, just pound him on the head. Man, he's going to lose a lot of that Revenant audience that loved him eating the bison. <laughs> They're going to be like, not my DiCaprio. All the J. Edgar stands. <laughs> There's exactly. There's online discourse, if you want to call it that, where the detractors of this movie are like, yeah, real smart movie, guys. What the fuck does a comet have to do with global warming? <laughs> Jesus. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, what the fuck are you going to do it. with that? That's my yeah. thing. Like, what are you going to do? I'm totally pro all the politics in the film. That's not even a question. Same. You know, Same. the thing for me is that, did it entertain me? Did I laugh? No, I didn't. And yeah, it just, just like, like again, piggybacking off the, the comments someone made earlier about, like, I wish it were crazier. There were like a lot of funny throwaway lines, you know, where someone's like, I'm doing an eight ball. And it's like, man, that would be cool to see. You know, let me just see a scene of someone doing an eight ball and like dealing with, you know, the reality. Right. And then it just felt so unfocused. So many tangents, so many jokes that didn't land for me. There was no point at all to have a whole subplot between uh, Blanchett and DiCaprio having their little, you know, affair that that did nothing. You take that out of the film, it changes nothing. Mm. The all, all Jonah Hill stuff just did not work for me at all. The boy yeah. with the dragon tattoo, are you fucking kidding me? This is where we're at with improvisational comedy. It just it it <laughs> made me cringe. I wanted that comment to hit sooner than fucking later. Sorry. What about Streep, you guys? What no, about Streep? Well, she didn't. They're, they're, I mean, she didn't. What? She could have played that so broad, and you know her and Trump and it hate should have each been, other. It should have been broad. It should have been broad. No, she was, was doing something cool. She was doing something cool. She was doing this low-simmering idiot that was so much more interesting than if she was just, like, farting into a loudspeaker yeah. as a presidential address, you know? Like, it was so interesting to watch her try to look like she was paying attention to this stuff, and then you realize she wasn't listening to anything. That's what made it more frustrating. Mm -hmm. If she was a, a braying ass the whole time, of course she's not listening. She gives you a little hope at first, 
And then, no, there's no hope. The Streep Trump rally was a little too, I mean, if you want to get the Netflix audience, like, I don't, I don't know what you do, but to just make it a, like a straight mega rally, I mean, I guess I don't know what, what you do alternative. Streep was the only one that I kind of had issues with. Everybody else. Hmm, I liked her in it. I enjoyed her in it. I enjoyed seeing her in the, in this gear. Um, I, I, I'd also would say like, uh, I, I, I disagree in the, about the, about, um, the romance with, um, Kate Blanchett. Cause first of all, I thought like she was very funny, but I also feel like that's part of like the corruption of, of the DiCaprio character's narrative. You see him very sincerely trying to save the world. And then he gets seduced into the, into the, um, limelight and is, you know, even he can't remain uncorruptible. And it gives him a semblance of an arc when he comes yeah. home finally at the uh, end and becomes sane that's, again. That's why I kind of felt like um, with uh, J-Law, I felt like she, we were getting somewhere and then she just, she didn't become essential <laughs> to the narrative in the third right. act. Yeah. Right, and we just she kinda got Chalamet. She really did. Yeah, yeah. we just kind of picked her up. She kind of was like, yeah, she had a bit of a romance with Chalamet, but that was mainly played for laughs. So I just, that to me was one of my main gripes is I just felt like DiCaprio's character had a real s- solid arc, rise and fall and, and a, and a, um, you know, a come home moment at the end. And I, I really just speaking about the, the last 15 minute suite, it really was kind of chilling because for me, I felt like the way everyone was talking around the table was very real about how people try and remain focused on being in the moment with friends and family yeah. when something deeply fucked up is going on around mm-hmm. them that everyone knows is happening, but we're all trying to not think about or say. And that, to me, that was a very compelling end of the movie. It was very chilling. Kind of was not a great movie to watch before going to bed. It left me rolling uh, asleep, uh, awake, I'm sorry, um, for, for quite some time after watching it. I get what you're saying, but to me, that that whole thing didn't feel earned. It, it, it just felt like it was kind of grafted on to have this kind of emotional arc. And to me, it just, I, I didn't care about any of the characters at that point. Like, I, mm-hmm. I totally get what you're saying, but it just felt so kind of like shoved and inorganic at that point for me. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with DiCaprio's character. I perked up at the moment when he was deciding possibly to side with the uh, with Mark Rylance's company, and then he's thinking like, oh, maybe we should do this. And then they totally do a turnaround and, and buy it back, and then it goes nowhere. And I, I thought that was one of the more, like, that's when I really got invested. And then they just do a complete 180, and then he's back to where he kind of was. It's the arc of the character, but anyway. I, I can see that. Like, it, th- these characters aren't expertly drawn. But by the end, I was just kind of putting myself at that table, you know? Like, I'm putting humanity at that table, at least the sane faction who knows that the bridge is out up ahead. And, yeah, just looking around, trying to act normal when shit is literally crumbling around you. Like, I was beyond the characters at that point. So I guess that's the mark of the movie working on you, is if you are able to look past any sort of story flaws and just kind of look at it as just a parable of where we are and being like, fuck, this sucks. I also just really liked leading, leading up to that final table and and everything when, when we're in the kind of the control room, the war room, 
and everyone's like trusting the capitalists to get it right, you know. And we're seeing it, even the images <laughs> on the asteroid of these robots yeah. like landing and, and <laughs> knock it. Like the the effects were really cracking me up, actually. Yeah. Um, when when it's like drilling into the asteroid and then bouncing <laughs> off and it going wrong, like there was something very silly yeah. um, and funny. It's like about Bezos that crashing me. in space. You just have to love it. Yeah, and he's and he's just like emotionless, going, okay. Well, we still have six working <laughs> drillers or whatever. And that's what it would be like too. And yeah. That's what it will be like. It will be. I like Tyler Perry. I like Tyler Perry. It was really yeah, great. Yeah, Tyler Perry was great. I loved him. He was born to play. I would have loved to see more of his character. Actually, I thought he was really. I think he was the best thing for me. Quite honestly. Yeah. TP always great. I, w I would like to talk about the editing. See what the Lodge Master feels about the editing. Yeah, I was going to mention that it's Hank Corwin again. He did Vice, and I think he did The Big Short, and he definitely did Natural Born Killers. Yeah, <laughs> which was very formative for me on many fronts. Um, I was completely annoyed by Vice. I yes, thought that the editing, editing was very was, distracting. Yeah, was not the correct choice, to put it mildly. And whereas I don't think he'll ever reach the Natural Born Killer's perfect alchemy that he had back then, just the story and the way that they were mixing all the media and that glorious, glorious, glorious symphony of a film, I don't think you can ever top that. But I was into it in this. It, it yeah. added to the chaos for me in a, in a way that wasn't... Too distracting. There were a few times where I, I was like, oh, shit, the, the editor is, you know, giving himself a hand job here. Describe what you mean by that. Do you mean like when he's cutting to like a little montage of real world footage and, and things like that? It's it's any sort of anything that's that's a little aside that you cut to, like a little vignette here or a little montage here. Or when you go to stock, obvious stock footage. Yeah, you know that, that's what I thought. Like you stock meant. footage, yeah, like stuff like that. Like, but he was he was much more restrained than he was with Vice. Like Vice, well, Vice shouldn't have had any of that crazy editing. In it like it Vice ruined. shouldn't have happened. Vice, <laughs> Christian <laughs> Bale's performance was so good, and it just got ruined by the editing. At that, I, I think it, the, yeah. the, the style of editing actually like it didn't always work for me during the the meat of the film, but I think it did pay off in that final 15 minute suite where he's cutting around the world and keeping you rooted in that, in, in Dr. Mindy's dinner table and everything and watching the whole world kind of end, I thought was, um, was very effective. Actually. I definitely quote unquote have notes, but of the Hank Corwin, Adam McKay, uh, <laughs> collabs, this was probably the most easy to digest for me. Mm. We got to make this an extra spicy, extra fast hot take, y'all. So we got to go with them. Don't look up, bones. All right. My comrade in arms, Brother Zach, what you got for the bones? In the words of a recent uh, Lodgecast guest, first to bone. First to bone. You are first <laughs> to bone. Zach. First That's got to stick. That's got to stick. I want to make that a hat. Yeah, that's great for the merch, for the Lodgecast merch. Yeah. First yeah. to bone. First to bone. Um, I keep it short. I keep it sweet. Three bones. 
De- uh, really Boom. enjoyed, met the moment. Uh, uh, just a lot to be tickled by. Uh, was it sloppy? Yes. Was it fun? Yes. And was it a searing indictment of our current politics, culture, media landscape, and treatment of uh, all things that are threatening our current way of life, not just climate change, but also democracy itself and our urgency or lack thereof towards it? Uh, yeah, it was all those things. I think it was a solid, solid movie that I'd recommend to a family member, friend, and maybe even a Joe Blow on the street. There uh, nice. you go. <laughs> Thank you for uh, for joining me in this fight, Zach. I know you got to take off. So love and light. Love and light, Zach. Love and light, right. brother Zach. Good to see you. Great to be here. Good to see all the faces. I'm sure we'll be we'll be in person in, in a couple of weeks. God willing. Who the hell knows? Let's let's go to the counterpoint. Brother Antony, rain fire upon us. Look, I don't like to be negative. Well, that's not entirely true, but I don't like to be, you know, I don't like to be the wet blanket. There were things that I did like about this movie. All that said, I'm going to come down with one bone. One mm. bone there, for Don't Look Up. There were some things that I did like about it, so I can't completely just... Like what? Tyler Perry again. Uh, Tyler Perry's my a full dude. bone from that's it. Full yeah, bone. that's a wrap. I, I, I'm a Dia bone. He, you know, I will not argue giving a full unblemished bone to Tyler Perry. I'll take that. That's perfect. All right, let's save the mystery of Bishki a little bit, brother Lucas. What you got cooking? Yeah, I I watched the movie the way God intended, uh, which was like in bed on a Saturday morning, scrolling on my phone. But yeah. I I I um, yeah, I wish it was just structured differently, or maybe told from a different point of view than the the people who like discover the asteroid. Um, maybe if it was a Quibi joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually not bad. I just felt the way it was structured. It like started too abruptly or too too soon because it didn't really give it anywhere to go, and so it kind of felt like emotionally it was just one note that they kept playing and like repeating over and over. And yeah, I didn't laugh. There weren't enough laughs. Like at a certain point, you've got DiCaprio just screaming and yelling at you. And it's like, bro, it's Saturday morning. Like I'm in my bedroom. Like relax. Um, fair. That's but, a fair criticism. But, but I love how committed he is. And uh, Mark Rylance, yeah, was just so kooky, man. Like that guy, they, he needs to do more comedies than, than dramas at this point. He needs uh, to get his I, Oscar I, back to Stallone is what he needs to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he needs to do. Oh man, that's brutal. Yeah, that is act- that that actually hurts. I, I swear he studied Marshall Applewhite, the leader of the Heaven's Gate cult, for this yeah. role. Like he's oh, got the sure. eyes. He's got the eyes down. For got sure. the demeanor. He's got that weird grandfatherly, like oh, ho, ho, I, nature calls. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> 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 I'll be yeah. back. Um, so I give it one and a half bones. Mm. Hmm. Wow. Brother Anthony limboing under the hot <laughs> Man, yeah. something. Yeah. I'm honored. This is, uh, do I get something? <laughs> no. Damn it. You get absolutely nothing. You get to watch Don't Look Up Again at your earliest convenience. Uh, we're going to save, we're going to save Brother Bishke till dead last. Okay. For, the, for, dra- for drama's sake. Um, so I will just, I'll just say this. I'll just preach to you like this guys listen the world of entertainment it's so fractured and so niche right now that 
it's a minor miracle if anybody can get a ton of people to look in one direction at the same time, in this case up, or in this case at Netflix, it's a miracle. Like, and the fact that so many people saw this movie and its message is what it is to basically wake up to all these fucking horrors that we are faced with, I think that's a noble cause. It's not a perfect movie, but I am totally down with its message and I laughed a lot. And so I don't know what else, what else I could ask from it. Uh, it's a three boner for me, just like my comrade Zach. I'm not going to go above three. I'm not saying that this should win Oscars, although but don't worry, it will. It's going to be it will. It's going to be embarrassing. It probably will. Yeah, if it yeah. does, like those speeches are going to be pretty funny. But I, I got to give it three bones, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing I'm guessing Bishki's going to be close to that. I don't know. I think he might thread the needle. Come right on, brother Bishki. Come on, you can feel it in your bones. <laughs> ah. um, yeah, this is this movie's aiming high uh, in terms of satire. Uh, is it Doctor Strange Love and Network? No, but is it downsizing and idiocracy? Yes, it's up there with Hell those yeah. those great films and uh, really funny. So many performances we didn't um, mention all of them. There's uh, Michael Chiklis was great. Ron Perlman. Perlman uh, was great. And, I did like him a lot. He was fantastic. And Mark Mark Rylance, I think, deserves a supporting. Best Supporting Actor nomination, at least. He already has uh, one of those. <sighs> yeah. He'll get another. He's going to get another one. I can't God. believe it. <laughs> Sly so dialed in. <laughs> yeah, this was better than, what was that, Stranger of Spies? Or, well, I can't remember. Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies. Uh, yeah, so as we sit here on this Zoom call during the fifth wave of the pandemic with <laughs> thousands of unvaccinated individuals dying mm. every day and uh, things are looking a little... A little bleak. This was kind of the satire I needed and uh, was hungering for. And um, it's dark comedy. It's outrage. It was a great Friday night. Thank you, Adam McKay. Three bones. It is a Three bones. It is a must for the movie lodge. It's a must see for the movie lodge. Oh yeah, man. there's a lot to chew on. Very lodgy. Very bonkers. And uh, hats off to you. Timothy Chalamet, this is what you were made to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I hope Chalamet gets an Oscar nod. Wouldn't that be great? I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> Tyler Perry for Oscar nom. That's that's who I'm voting oh, for. Oh man. FYC Tyler oh, Perry. We are gonna party so hard the day Tyler Perry wins his first Oscar. Oh, yes. I hope oh, it's long yeah. overdue. Long overdue. I hope it's directing, writing, and starring. I hope <laughs> oh, it's a dances man. with wolves, dances with Medea. It situation. will be. <laughs> I, I'll be front and center. Well, this has been a royal rumble although we remain pretty civil i'm proud of us <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think we're all pretty beat right now we're all <laughs> we're pretty feeling, beat down feeling the pinch yes. yeah the world's beating us down so uh, we, we we have to give love and light to each other even when we're rumbling exactly yeah. and, I'm, I'm glad uh, it wasn't bitter because i am happy to see uh you yeah it's so great I, oh, it's great really i was looking see. forward to this this is fabulous <laughs> i did want to throw out one new year's resolution which looks mm. like little questionable at this point but we do want to go to every single amc in los angeles county this year within yes. the year so <laughs> let's, do gonna, it. let's climb that i mountain. believe we can achieve yeah yeah so we got the amc a list ready <laughs> just calm down <laughs> don't give us a million new cases every day just calm down so we can get back to theaters brother anthony thanks for zooming with us thank you for having me pleasure as thank always you, gentlemen. Anthony. 
Thank love you. you guys. Love you guys. Love and light, y'all. Love and light, fam. Zoomin, zoomin, zoomin. Boom, boom, boomin.